Hello, everyone, and welcome to CVU Quantum Radio Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with your host, Claudia Pareco. Karmic Astrology is presented by Explore Astrology with Susan Reynolds. She has worked as a karmic astrologer for the last 35 years. Karmic Astrology traces the soul's evolution from past lives into the current life, setting the stage for a great journey of free choice in this incarnation. Look at your past, present, and future with Karmic Astrology. Astrologer and intuitive healer Susan Reynolds speaks astrology as a language of life, a positive, living, and a breathing language of human possibility. Before each reading, Susan meditates upon the chart in question and sees visions of that person's past lives and how they are impacting her current life. During her show, Susan has pre-selected some callers for different types of readings. If time allows, she will take additional live callers. If you want to be considered for your future show with Susan, please go to www.charlotteview.net, look for Susan Reynolds under our monthly shows tab, and fill out the request. Susan lives in the Charlotte, North Carolina area and attends various fairs and events. To find out locations or contact Susan Reynolds outside of the show, please go to her website, www.exploreastrology.com. Tune in Mondays and Fridays to see View and listen to all our shows. Go to charlotteview.net and look on their monthly shows. Find our podcast directory and listen to us live or on demand. Now, let's find out what is coming up in the stars and who are the lucky callers of the day. everybody to Karmic Astrology with Susan Reynolds. We are so happy to be back. This is one of my favorite shows of the month and one that I enjoy a lot. There's always something happening with these stars. They're always moving. They don't stay in the same spot and when they do not, they affect us differently. So just when you think you're over all of the retrogrades, here they come again. Or Virgo does this, or the moon affects us this way, so it is so hard to track what they are doing and how they can have an effect on our lives. But more important, how we can use the energies in our advantage, because we can actually work with them. But let's bring the expert so she can let us know more about September, what's coming up, where we can see Susan uh, next month, the event. She has a very beautiful one in the mountains. So let's bring Susan so she gives us all the pertinent information about that. Hey, Susan, welcome. Hey, Claudia. Good to be here. I have I love lots to share with people. <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs> my pleasure. And as you said, there's always something happening with the stars. They never stay still. The planets are always moving, and in some way or another, they're always affecting us. And it's one of the ways that I love astrology. It helps us to understand what's happening and why. And so in the beginning right now, I'm going to share some things I'm doing in September, places you can come to see me, what's some of the things going on in my calendar. I'm going to talk some generally about astrology and what's coming up and what the planets are doing and what you should expect in general. Then I'm going to take one of the pre-selected callers. Then we'll take some people that called in. Then we'll kind of go back and forth between pre-selected and, and call-ins. And stay till the end of the show because at the end of the hour, I am going to talk about Virgo and what is going on with Virgo and what Virgo should expect. And I always do the sign of the month right at the end. And in September, it's Virgo's month. So I will say in September, mark your calendars. Because on September 14th, 
I am going to be at the Awakenings Psychic Fair in Greenville, South Carolina. It is going to be at the Hilton Garden Inn. And so if you live in the Greenville area or anywhere close by and want to have a mini session with me, mark your calendar and come on down, and I would love to see you. And then right after that, on September 20th, I will be in the Blue Ridge Mountains helping to lead a dream retreat weekend. We are going to work with how do we use our dreams to enhance our spiritual growth and development. One of my favorite weekends. For more details, if you're interested in coming, it's kind of late, but if you're interested in coming, let me know. We'll see if we can find a place for you. Just go to my website, www.exploreastrology.com, and get all the details about the weekend. I love doing retreat work because you get to take a small group of people and really go in deeper into a subject. And sometimes just giving a talk, you can't really do that. So I'm really looking forward to this weekend. Um, I will also say on September 28th, I will be part of Psychic Fascination, and that is a psychic fair here in Charlotte. It will be at the Hilton Garden Inn in Ardley in Charlotte. It goes from 10 to 5, so if you live in the Charlotte area and would like to see me, come on down, sign up, and we will sit down and chit-chat, and I will talk to you about what's going on in your chart. I'm also going to say, starting in September and going through the rest of the year, I am going to be at a Laura Spa in Mooresville twice a month, leading a new moon circle and a full moon circle. And on September 13th, on Friday the 13th, how, how apropos is that? There will be a full moon circle at a Laura Spa in Mooresville. And then on the 27th, I'll be doing a new moon circle at a Laura Spa They both start at 6 o'clock, and I'll be talking about the moon and its importance and how to use it and how to understand it in your chart and how to work with new moon and full moon energy. And I'll be doing this every month from now to the end of the year because the moon is so powerful in our lives, and this helps us really get a chance to work with it and own it a little bit more. So, okay, all of that said, What's coming up in September? Lots. Let me tell you, lots. July happened to be a kind of tough month for a lot of people. If I'm talking to you about July, most people are rolling their eyes or telling me they're just glad it's over or they just hunker down to try to get through it. July was a very tough month for most people. Not everybody, but most people. And the reason for that is that we had five retrograde planets. When a planet is said to be retrograde, it means that it appears to be moving backwards. And that means that we don't have access to the direct energy of that planet. In July, we had Mercury retrograde, we had Jupiter retrograde, we had Saturn retrograde, we had Neptune retrograde, and we had Pluto retrograde. We had two eclipses, two new moons, and a full moon. That is a lot of astrological energy coming in at one time. And it didn't always come in in ways that everybody was particularly joyful about. So everybody was really kind of glad to see the end of July. Now we're starting to move in to bigger energies, better energies. Between now and the end of the year, every month, another layer of this retrograde energy is going to lift month by month. On this past July, July 30th, Mercury changed from retrograde to direct. This month in August, on August 11th, Jupiter changed direction from retrograde into direct motion. Now coming up in September, on September 19th, let me double check that and make sure that's correct, 18th, sorry, on September 18th, Saturn is going to shift direction and start to go direct. So one by one, all of these planets going backward start to move forward again, and we start to have access to their energy, which I love. I love seeing Jupiter and Saturn both direct by the end of September. So Saturn is a planet that rules career. It rules our professional life, our reputation, our authority, how we are seen in the community. And for many of you, with Saturn being retrograde for so many months, things may have slowed down at work or maybe your promotion has been delayed or you know an interview has fallen through or maybe your projects are not getting the green light as quickly as you would like when that planet is retrograde 
It often has a little bit of a vibration of our entire career life. And so as it starts to move forward in September, it's like we get a new burst of energy. We get new ideas. Projects get the green light. Bosses love us again. We start to make more sales. We start to have more imagination about our work, what we want it to be, where we want to see it going. So that's exciting to me, and that is right around the corner. You know, probably what, in in a little bit over two weeks, that's happening. For Capricorns, this is their ruling planet. And as Saturn moves direct, this is going to really amp them up a little bit more. And so in August, Sagittarians have probably felt the Jupiter going direct a little bit more. And in September, Capricorns will feel this a little bit more. But for all of us, even if we're not Sagittarius or Capricorn, we're going to notice this energy. It may be subtle, but it's going to be there. Because our work is so important to most of us, you're going to notice. You're going to be aware. And things are going to start moving. Things are going to start popping. So get ready. And I do not see this as a negative thing. Now, Saturn happens to be in the sign of Capricorn, which it rules. And that gives it even more push. Capricorn is also the sign of big business and government. So as this planet starts to turn direct, we may see some changes in terms of big government. Well, I was going to say big business, but I guess big government really sums it up sometimes. Um, In both government and big business, we may see things that were stalled start to move forward. We may see things happening, things that have maybe seemed like they were moving too slow or not at all are going to start to pick up speed. Then after September, in October, that is when Pluto is going to turn direct. And it does that on the 3rd of Pluto. In November, Neptune is going to turn direct right at the tail end of the year on the 27th. And so for the next few months, every month it's going to be another planet, another planet. So between now and the end of the year, things actually get busier and you become more active, and there's more going on. So get ready for that and be aware of that. In September, we have the Sun and Mercury and Venus and Mars, all starting out in the sign of Virgo. And until and the first two weeks, until the 14th, all four of these planets are in the sign of Virgo. After the 14th, Venus and Mercury are going to change signs. But for the first two weeks of September meaning right now and until the 14th of September, we have all four of those planets in the sign of Virgo. Now, Virgo is an earth sign, and all the earth signs are probably going to get a nice, you know, buzz of energy from this. It's going to react well to all of the the other earth signs, to Taurus, you know, um, Virgo, and Capricorn are all going to enjoy a nice little flow of energy. So those first two weeks, Of September, it's a good time to talk to your boss. It's a good time to put plans in place. It's a good time to do research. It's a good time to start to move forward with some of your ideas and see how they can play out and see what's going to happen with them. Virgo is very practical and it's very down to earth. And so these are not pie in the sky. Oh, I I hope I make a million dollars, you know, with the lottery. These are very practical down to earth. Okay, if I want to make... You know, $100,000 by the end of 2020, what do I need to do? If I want to get a job that I love instead of tolerate, how do I do that? You're going to start to take those very down-to-earth steps, step one, step two, to make those happen. So this can be a very positive energy for moving forward. With all this earth energy, it's also time you may be looking at some money things. This is in general for everybody. I often notice earth signs have this affinity with finances and money and, you know, like fruits of the earth kind of thing. And so regardless of your sign, you may be looking at your budget and double-checking your your checkbook to make sure it balances and looking at, okay, what do I need to put away for the kids' college and all kinds of um, not depressing but maybe more serious questions. How do we establish a family budget? How do we both agree on how we should use the bonus? This is what Virgo is going to help you with because Virgo is going to look at things in a very clear-sighted way. Now, I'm going to talk about Virgo more at the tail end of the show. So if you're a Virgo or know a Virgo or 
are in love with the Virgo at the tail end, we're going to talk all about just that sign. So right now, I'm going to ask Claudia if we are ready for the first caller of the day. Sure we are. And we have Diana or Diana here with us. Hi, Diana. Hi, how are you? I am good. Thank you for having me on your show. My pleasure, my pleasure. Now, um, I see your birthday is March 6th of 92. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, so I have your chart here. And what is it you'd like to talk to me about or, or have me answer for you? Yes, um, I would like to see if you about my health. I haven't been feeling as well since March. And also okay. would like for you to get, give me some guidance relationship-wise, marriage, my marriage. Just, just okay. curious. Hang on a minute. Now, right now, and for the next few, well, hang on a minute. Hmm. I will say more going into 2020 than in 2019. You've got Uranus over here in the area of health. And Uranus is a planet of change and upheaval. So there may be some changes in health. Now, that doesn't mean they have to be bad changes. This can also be where you decide to take charge of your health. This is actually a good time for you to, you know, decide to give up sugar or to start an exercise plan or to go more holistic or, you know, whatever you feel like you want to do. (coughs) Excuse me. With energy there, it's a really good time to take control of that. One of the things that I'm going to... um, suggest is to make sure you don't overwork you know this September can be a bit challenging work-wise and even if you're you know retired or a homemaker that area of your life can be more demanding because that's your work and so you have to make sure you are listening to your body and make sure that you are getting enough rest so there can be some upheavals here but I don't necessarily see them being life-threatening I do see you being able to to branch out and start to look at how do I combine the best of maybe traditional and complementary and things like that. Hang on. As I look over here, that's going to move over there. I think August has has been a bit challenging in terms of, of health. There may have been doctor's appointments or colds or flu or allergies or just not feeling as well as you would like. In September, I do see that changing. I do think you're going to start to feel better, um, probably within the next couple of weeks. Have a little bit more energy when I say feel better kind of thing. Um, so, But you have to make sure you're doing the right things because Uranus, you have to watch out for accidents. You have to watch out for not rushing, not doing, not trying to do too much too quickly. Stop. Make sure you're meditating. Take a deep breath. Do some you know, in and out breaths to count of four. Because the more centered you are, the happier you're going to be, the healthier you're going to be. Now, if um, did, did that kind of give you some insight about health? Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Okay. Now, if I'm looking at marriage, I'm going to say, hmm, this is interesting. You, um, you have a, a, two energies over here over the area of love and marriage. One is one that is kind of um, intellectual and busy where you could say, oh, I fell in love with him for his mind, and you would be one of the few people that mean it. You want to have a partner that you can talk to, that you can communicate. They always say if you want a happy partnership, it's communication, communication. That is never more so than in your chart. If you have a partner that clams up and doesn't want to talk to you, that's going to be hurtful to you. You need to be able to express. You need to be able to share ideas. How you communicate is going to be critical to you. You um, can be a bit of, oh, well, I love this one for this, and I love that one for that. But when you choose somebody, you have a capacity to stay with them. But you have to make sure that you make the right choice. This can be a challenging chart because you have so much compassion and so much love that you can end up um, being super romantic in terms of love 
and not always paying attention to the details. It can be, oh, I love him. Oh, he loves me. That's all we need. We'll live happily ever after. And then you, you get married, and what if he loses your job, and there's not as much money, and, you know, suddenly um, instead of, you know, wine and roses and, you know, oh, I love you, you're so cute, it's, you know, what are we going to do for money and how are we going to pay the rent? So you have to make sure that you're looking at your partner with eyes of reality as well as eyes of love. How do we make this work? This You have to make sure that the person you marry is not somebody that you end up needing to save. You know, there's a little bit of a savior complex in this chart or the kind of, you know, hero victim kind of thing. And so you, you marry somebody thinking there's a white knight, but then you end up, oh, I have to save them because they can't work or they lost their job or they're depressed or I don't want to see you be in a situation romantically where you end up being the savior. And that means you have to make a point of talking about things in love relationships that may be uncomfortable for you. You have some absolutely beautiful Pisces energy here. It is kind. It has a loving heart. It is so compassionate. But sometimes we have to be able to say what we need to say, even if it's difficult. But there is a joyfulness here in terms of relationship, even a a positiveness that says that you have a capacity here for a wonderful relationship. It's a matter of making sure that you do the work because relationships don't just happen. They happen because we make them happen. We put in time, effort, energy. So I will say, hang on a minute. In September, there, ooh, I don't know how to say this, in September, you and your spouse may not be seeing eye to eye is the best way I know how to say this. There may be some differences of opinion. There, there may be um, different ways of handling things. This is not going to last that long. It lasts through most of September. If it's possible to put off a discussion or making a final decision on something, I would wait until October or at the very least late September because things will be calmer, communication will be better, there won't be that tension there that seems to be there for September. So, yeah, there may be a little tension now, but it's not there for the rest of your life. It's not there forever. Literally, it's just there for a few weeks. So was there anything else that you wanted to know about? No, thank you. I just want to, like, overall advise, and you you touched the main points. Thank you so much for your time. Okay. Well, I'm glad you called in, and it's my pleasure. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, let's go back to some of the things that are going on in September. Because as I said, we start out with all of this Virgo energy. Now, Pisces may be the sign that's on the hot seat. Because all of these planets, the Sun, Venus, Mercury, and Mars, they're all going to oppose Pisces energy. So Pisces may be struggling a little bit in September. They may not be, you know, up to speed. And, you know, they are one of the most kind, loving signs around. But the first couple of weeks of September, they may need their own emotional support. So if you know a Pisces, reach out and offer them your support. In the middle of September, on September 14th, although Mars and the Sun stay in Virgo, Mercury and Venus do not, and they move from Virgo into the sign of Libra. And Libra is an air sign. And so through the rest of September, some of this, you know, Virgo, Virgo, Virgo starts to ease up, and we get a little bit more um, what I would call maybe mental energy, intellectual energy, because Libra is an air sign. You know, I actually, if you're looking at work, I kind of like the combination of Libra and Virgo together because Libra can come up with new ideas. The gears are going. The mind is working. It's like, oh, we can do this. We can do that. And then that Virgo energy is a very nice combination for making it happen. You know, Libra gives you the idea, and Virgo says, here's how we're going to implement it. So if you're working it right, this can work together beautifully. You just have to make sure you're not getting stuck or caught up in one or the other. Now, I am going to say, in September, on September 28th, 
we have a new moon also in Libra. And one of the things that Libra is really good at is love. Libra wants love. Libra wants romance. Libra is a sucker for romance. So with all of this Libra energy coming in, especially the second half of September, you start to think about what can I do for my spouse that's, you know, loving. That's a surprise. You may be spending big. You may decide to buy the roses in September. Forget, you know, Valentine's Day in February. There may be candlelight dinners, weekends away. You know, whatever spells romance to you and your partner is what you should be looking at. And it can culminate in this beautiful new moon of September 28th. When we have Libra energy operating, we think in terms of two. We think of us and a partner. Now, that may be a spouse. That may be somebody you've been dating steady. That may be a fiancé. But if you're single and not looking to be with anybody, that can be a friend. That can be a business partner. How do you act and react in a partnership? Because in late September, these energies are going to come up. You're going to start looking and asking yourself, what do I want in a partnership? What speaks to me? What do I have to give to somebody else? Now, these are kind of big questions, and I don't expect everybody to have them answered by the end of the month, but they're going to start circulating, and you're going to start looking at, oh, I always wanted romance, but maybe somebody who stays with me when I'm sick is what romance is. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I said, describe a romantic night out with your spouse to me. And she said, going to Home Depot to look for material for a project in the house. And I was, okay, that probably wouldn't have been what I was expecting. Why is that romantic? And I'll never forget her answer. She said, it is because we're together, we're walking down the aisles holding hands, we're working on something together, we're picking it out for our home. It's a, it's a way of bringing us together. And to them, that was romantic. So, yes, yeah, so one person's hearts and flowers is another person's lumber yard or home depot. It's a matter of finding out what's romantic to you, what's romantic to your partner, and starting to bring that into your life. So it's always nice to do special things and to remember the romance, even if you've been married 30 or 40 years or whatever. So I kind of like that new moon energy in September. It's right there at the tail end, but it is also on a Saturday night which is kind of nice. So it could be some sort of special plans on a Saturday night for the two of you. And, yes, that can be a friend in you. So, you know, start to look and start to decide what you're going to do and start to see how you are going to bring something lovely and romantic into your life in September. So, okay, who else have we got and what else are we doing? Well, and I was just going to mention to people, when you do that special something, share with us on Facebook. We would love to see how the energy of um, Pisces and the moon helps you, in particular with that uh, planning, the romantic evening. That, that would be awesome to hear from everybody. So now you want to have a regular, a, a in the spot color, or you want to go with another of our... Um, and pre-selected callers. Well, let's try somebody who was just calling in. Okay, so let's go to California. This is Laura, and she and she is a Sagittarius. Okay. Hi, you're a Sagittarius. I am. I am. All right. Well, are you looking for any kind of specific information, or just what's going on with Sag right now? <clears throat> Yes, well, what's going on with Sash, but um, really um, uh, career and anything else that you might have. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm going to reiterate what I said earlier about the ruling planet of Sagittarius is Jupiter. And this August 11th, it just turned from retrograde motion into direct motion. And that is a nice plus for Sag. So if you have been feeling stuck, if you've been feeling like you're spinning your wheels and things are not happening, yes. that's going to start to change. 
you know, Sag wants stuff to happen, by God. You know? They don't like this, this stuck feeling of I'm doing all this stuff and I don't see any results. So it has right. only been direct, you know, literally for about a week or so. And as it continues in direct motion, you're going to see more and more things start to break open and start to move forward and things start to happen. So that, that energy of feeling like you're stuck in place is definitely going to be changing. And you're going to see this in September big time in terms of career. Because in September, it begins with Mercury and Mars and the Sun and Venus all in your house of career. So September, get ready. It is going to be a big work month for you. This may be dealing with the boss. This may be being put in charge of projects. This may be having to do a lot of grunt work. It may be working out the details on something. It may be moving projects along, setting up a lot of meetings. With Mercury there, I would look for a lot of phone calls, texts, meetings, connecting with people. And so that probably would not be the month that I would take a vacation to lay in the sun and sip my ties. This is, you want this stuff to happen, it's going to be happening, honey. It is happening in September. So you may okay. also have to struggle a little bit to make all of this, you know, all these things that you're juggling happen. Because there is a little bit of stress and tension here with something to do with home and family. So it may be that, you know, you're having to juggle the hours you spend at the office versus the hours you spend at home. Or it may be that you're trying to take care of two different things. You're trying to run your business at the same time. You're trying to remodel the kitchen and, you know, you're pulled in two different directions. I will say right now, and we are talking about, you know, the end of August, Sag is not seeing the money that you would like to be seeing. And that is because you have two planets in your area of income, and both of them are still retrograde. But after September 18th, when Saturn turns direct, I think your finances are going to start to uh, bump up a little bit. You're going to start to see more energy there. You're going to start to see more rewards for your efforts. And you're going to see more excitement about your professional life in general. So I like that. I, I think that's a good thing. I'm excited for you. Right, right. Anything on relationships? It seems like that's kind of a hard thing right now. Well, you have, you know, several planets kind of caught up in a T-square here, which is blocking some energy. And with... It'll improve in a few months, just not as quickly as you would like. October looks better than September. Okay. All right. Thank okay. you. All right. Thank you for coming. Thanks for keeping me on point. I always depend on you to do that because <laughs> you know when I start talking, I could just go the whole hour and forget that there's anything else I need to do. Um, so nice. who okay. do we have? So now we're going to go our, with our callers. Yeah, with Anastasia, Anastasia, and she's in Asheville. Okay, hey Anastasia. <coughs> Hi, how are you, Susan? I am good. Thanks for calling in. What is it I can help uh, you with today? Well, there's just uh, I'm a Scorpio, as you can see from my chart, and uh, uh-huh. there's a lot of change going on, and I'd be interested to hear your take. <laughs> and the change is going on. All right. Oh, I love this. <laughs> I will say um, 2019, I would see as a little bit of a challenging emotional year for you. You know, Scorpio is a water sign. And, you know, they feel things very deeply. And they're not afraid to look at uncomfortable emotions. Those Scorpios, boy, they'll go there, you know. Um And I'm glad of that because a lot of this year has been about going within. It has been about looking within and sorting through things. The emotions are like on steroids. So whatever it is that you feel, you you feel it, you know, more deeply, more powerfully, more obviously. You know, joy is heightened. You know, depression is deepened. Everything is just like a little bit more intense. And Scorpio can probably handle that better than most other signs but that doesn't mean it's comfortable you know with so much emotion going on you know things feelings can just start spilling out at inappropriate moments which scorpio would hate 
because they want to keep all their emotions to themselves. You know, God forbid they share anything that is uncomfortable for them with somebody else. And so, but this is the time to do that. This is the time to be talking to people about pain or sadness or emotional wounds, whether you're doing that with anybody who has hurt you or whether you're doing that with in some sort of professional capacity, talking to a counselor or a therapist, I would really suggest doing that. Scorpio is really strong, and they can hunker down and just get through it. But if you do that, you're missing out on what this energy and this time is supposed to give you. It is about helping you to own yourself in a deeper way and to understand yourself and that you can move forward from here on with a a more sense of wholeness and completeness. It's about letting go of emotional baggage. And Scorpio, you know, they're not always good at that. They tend to hold on to their emotional baggage. It's like, no, no, we know what this feels like. We got this, you know. So it can be a bit challenging, no question about it. But you've already been through what I would look at as the worst of this because this year it is right here at the tail end of the year. It is going to change and it is going to leave this very emotional area, and specifically on December 2nd, it is going to change, and it is going to move into a new sign. And when it does that, you are going to start to feel more physical energy, because sometimes this can have you be feeling physically tired. You know, like, I just want to nap, or I'm tired, and, you know, I'm, I'm a senior citizen, and I just signed up for Medicare, and so... I tend to put everything to age, and I notice people doing that. Oh, now that I'm 70, you know, I'm, I can't do this. Or now that I'm 42, I need a nap in the middle of the day. This is an exhausting energy because so much is going on in your inner life, and it doesn't leave you a lot of energy for your outer life. So between now and the end of November, I'm going to encourage you to kind of pamper yourself a little bit, to listen to your body, to take a nap if you need a nap, to, you know, get everything checked out, to give yourself a spa day, to be good to yourself. It's not going to last forever. When this changes at the beginning of December of this year, you're going to be busy. You're going to wish you had some of this, you know, I'm tired, I need a nap energy back again. So as it comes out in December, you're going to have the physical energy, the emotional energy for the holiday season. You know, right now, you might be dreading that, like, oh, God, I don't even want to think about, you know, Christmas or New Year's or just makes me tired thinking about it. But by the time it gets here, you're going to be ready to embrace it. You're ready to do whatever you need to do and to own that energy and to enjoy December. But the best part is it moves forward into most of 2020. So you may not realize how much you have learned about yourself in 2019. But you have learned a tremendous amount about yourself. And there's a much deeper sense of self-understanding. And when you move into 2020, you're going to take all of that energy with you. So the person that greets 2020 knows herself better, understands herself better, even likes herself better. So you are going to greet that new year with a smile on your face and tap dancing, energy to spare. So I like that, and I'm excited about that for you. Now, in September, I'm going to ask, are you doing any traveling? Uh, Not at the moment, nope, that I know of. Okay. I ask that because there's some lovely, lovely travel energy in your chart, and it is there in September, and it is there partly in October. And so if you want to, it's a good time to take a trip. It's a good time for a weekend away. It's a good time to go to the beach for a few days, you know, to say, okay, girls weekend in Atlantic City or what have you. It's a nice, uplifting energy. August has been, God, I am so sorry because August looks like it has just been a bit dark, you know, a bit (laughs) intense. I'll put it that way. I'm sorry. Was that Shine Out of Shed? Oh, that? no, I know it. I know. I lived it. <laughs> I'm living okay. it. So I, I'm, right, I'm right with you there. Yeah. But there's okay. a lot being well, in my life, you see. So yeah. the birthing process yeah. is, uh, and I am truly a, uh, a Scorpio um, in so many ways. Uh, and I 
have been working for a very long time uh, on getting to this point now. So I find it all very encouraging and you're, and uh, you know, you've really been, it's been, uh, what you've said is certainly been, um, been true. Well, I'm glad that what I'm saying resonates with you and that what I'm seeing is, you know, that I'm giving you good information. I will say around September and October is when you start to see the results of the birthing. Is when you start, you know, they talk about coming out of the tunnel into the light. September and October is when you start coming into the light. You start seeing changes. You start seeing possibilities. You start lifting up in the energy. And then, of course, in December, another layer lifts. So I love that I get to tell you good things and positive things that are just around the corner. I will also say both September and October are good for anything that you might want to do in terms of learning or studying. You might, you know, want to take some classes and, I don't know, learning Portuguese or, you know, how to make paella or something like that. But it may also be spiritual study. Maybe you want to sign up for meditation classes or, or do some astrology you know, work and learn more about astrology. It, it says if the mind just opens up in a very easy and very beautiful way. And so that's a good time to explore subjects that are of interest to you on any level, whether that is personal or professional or something in between. Now as we move into November, if you are still working, then that is going to be a busy month. I don't know what you do, but you're working really hard. So I would enjoy this time of September and October where it feels like it gets to be a little bit more on your terms, where October, um, late October, November, feel more as if you are working hard, putting in long hours at the office or juggling multiple projects, this kind of thing. And so I, I don't see it as bad, but I do see it as demanding. There's, there's a lot going on. So eat your Wheaties for November because you're going to need them kind of thing. (laughs) So are you thinking about retire? I'm sorry. There's the bell. I've got to (laughs) go. Okay. Thank you so much, Susan. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you, Anastasia. Okay. So let's continue. All right, let's, um, do you want to switch over to somebody who's just called in, or do you want me to talk about the moon? Um, I think the moon and then Pamela, because we have 20 minutes left, and then we see if you can oh, fit gosh, somebody. This, this hour is going so fast. Okay, yeah, that's so always. <laughs> in September, on September 14th, which is a Saturday, we have a full moon in Pisces. And the full moon is a harvest moon. And the harvest moon is what we call the full moon that falls um, closest to the autumn equinox. And the autumn equinox happens um, in September on the 21st. And it coincides with the September full moon. Sometimes it happens in, in October, but usually it is September. And the moon is going to look bigger when you go out into the sky. It usually has an orange glow to it. And, you know, those moons that we see in, in Halloween pictures, this is what the harvest moon looks like. You know, something like the big pumpkin up there in the, you know, Charlie Brown pumpkin patch kind of thing, waiting for the great pumpkin. Um, the nights, um, I always try to do something really special on the night of the full moon because it's made for ritual work and ceremony work and it is a very strong lunar energy and so yes hospitals may not like a full moon saturday night but you know i as an astrologer tend to like that with this pisces energy on a practical level i think we would see more drinking or drugs or you know people making more poor decisions but that's the low level of that energy the higher level of that energy is that we start to see a closeness to the divine. We start to find our own spiritual truth. This is a very strong and very powerful spiritual moon. So it is a really positive time to reach up, to talk to your guides, to connect with your angels, to work with your dreams. It is 
incredibly powerful and incredibly positive for those people on a spiritual path. So I am super, super excited about this moon because you can actually move to higher realms or start to have a deeper understanding. Now, the influence of the moon is usually beginning three days before the actual full moon. So if the full moon is on the 14th, we are looking at the 11th as the day where you may even start doing some ceremony work leading up to that Saturday. You know, go from the 11th to the 14th, and each day kind of, I don't know, deepen your meditation or take a further step along with the ceremony that will then peak on Saturday night on the 14th. Powerful, powerful moon stuff. I'll be putting more out about the harvest moon on my daily um, posts. You can go to Facebook with Susan Reynolds, and I post every morning where the moon is and what it's doing and how you can use it. So I would love to hear about what your experiences are with this harvest moon. So, okay, Claudia, let's switch <laughs> it up again. <laughs> okay, so let's bring Pamela to the show. Okay. Hi, Pamela. Hello. This is Susan. Hi, Susan. Glad you called in. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank what you. Is you. Yeah. Oh, my pleasure. Well, my well, pleasure. What is it you'd like to know? Yes. Um, well, I'm also an astrologer, and it's interesting. My birthday is March 6th, the same day as the other caller that first started. Um, this has been an extraordinary year for me, and um, I'm a musician um, oh. where my musicianship has just taken off this year. And partly that is due to having met a man who has been very catalytic, unbeknownst to him. <laughs> He's okay. a Leo, of course, and his son is exactly within a minute of my Uranus in Leo. And um, his moon is in, well, anyway, I don't want to talk too much about him, but he has been a catalyst for me to move forward. And together we have been doing a duet. We've been practicing a couple times a week for several months now. And we recently had a performance together that just sort of blew the roof off the top of the community here of people that we were performing for and we've gotten so many amazing um, responses and so what it's brought up for me is um, my Pisces stuff I have lots of Pisces I have lots uh-huh. of cancer I have and I've got Neptune and Scorpio and I really like this guy but I'm also very um, with the Virgo going through you know some self-criticism about just my self-image and what I'm capable of doing and having to, you know, as I get more and more steeped in my gifts and talents and wanting to be of service through my music, then my old stuff of not good enoughness is coming up, which I have tools to let go of. I'm very spiritually uh, oriented. So I'm just um, curious have more of an objective uh, feedback around the music and relationship too. I We've been holding a very good boundary between the two of us and putting this um, unusual chemistry into the music and mm-hmm. some part of me feels like it might grow into something else because we really like each other. It's just he's got, well, I, know, he, I know his wounds. <laughs> But uh, anyway, I'm going to stop and hear what you have to say, uh, just intuitively. Um. I'm going to say this year you're going through a Saturn return. And that's a big deal. That is a big deal astrologically. And for the listeners who don't know that, a Saturn return is when the planet Saturn goes all the way around all the signs in the zodiac and comes back to the place that it started. And this, you know... technically right now it's only two degrees away and if you've already been in the energies of this and you're already experiencing them as as you've Mm -hmm. shared and in november it will become exact and so i feel Mm -hmm. the energy building between you and this man um on a personal level and on a professional musical level and i do think that something may happen or peak around november Mm -hmm. when this you know return becomes exact with your saturn the fact that you have, you know, a Capricorn influence here in terms of partnership really bodes well 
for a business partnership because you really mm-hmm. know how to handle the business aspects of things. But sometimes Capricorn has known hardship and difficulty in terms of love or in terms of even romance or dating, and it doesn't always trust if things are easy. You know, it's like something's going to come crashing down. This can't be right. Sometimes Capricorn has a hard time letting themselves enjoy the moment um, without this what if, without this hand wringing, without this, you know, sign the contract. Because Capricorn likes a plan. It likes to know where, where this is going. You know, this is going to go here, here, and here, and this is what's going to happen, and this is how it's going to play out. Capricorn loves that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so this can be a little challenging for you because I'm going to suggest letting go of all of that. At least for the next few months, I would say enjoy this man's company and enjoy the music that you two are making together on multiple levels. And then right, I think you're going to find the clarity that you're seeking right around November when the return peaks. And I think that's what it is. It's almost like it's coming to a head. And I think as it comes to a head, it's like your vision clears. And that fog that often stays in front of the eyes of Pisces clears away, and you know what you want, and you know where this is going. This is going Mm -hmm. to be an incredibly positive year for you professionally. Jupiter has been in one of your workhouses, you know, through 2019, and you are going to have a Jupiter return later this year in December. So it really looks, I think November, December is when something is going to get decided between you and this man and things move to the next level, so to speak. And you mm-hmm. start to, to see all that and the two of you start to you know, kind of have those conversations that where is this going kind of thing. With both of these you know, movements getting ready to get fulfilled so close to each other, I would look at that as a very exciting time for you. September, mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, I think it's going to be a bit challenging. You know, I mentioned that a little while ago. You have all four planets, uh, you know, these personal planets in Virgo, which is going to oppose all of your, your Pisces energy. And mm-hmm. we don't always like it when something is opposing our sun. And Virgo can be very analytical, and you have to watch to make sure you do not analyze this to death. Well, what if this? Well, what if that? Well, what if he says this? Well, what if I say that? Well, what if this goes this way? What if it goes that way? You know, because Virgo can can do that nonstop. It's, you know, it's one of their talents mm-hmm. and one of their liabilities. And so mm-hmm. I would say around September, there's going to be things at home that require your attention. That may be physical things around the house that you need to do. It may be family members that need you. But September really feels like it's not as comfortable, either with your musical profession or with this man. But then Mm -hmm. in October, that changes. And I do think October is a month for love. That is a time Mm -hmm. for enjoying your connection with this man and the relationship that you have together. And I think that that really encourages you to flow into November and December in very positive ways. So thank you. I'm excited for you. November and December, it peaks. And I like the the energy. Thank you, Susan. Okay. Blessings to you. <laughs> okay. And to you too. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, uh-huh. thank you Claudia, for keeping me mm-hmm. on track. <laughs> You're welcome. So uh, I think now we can get a caller, and let's hope okay. we have two more people waiting and more calling, but two that I have taken their names, and seven minutes left. Uh, so let's go with one of them and then try the month and then finish with the last one. Is that okay? Sure, if we can get all that in seven minutes. I'll talk as fast as I can. Okay, so let's go with Elisa. And she is a, oh, she's a Virgo. So you can just, uh, well, here we have Elisa. She's a Virgo. Welcome to see you. Hey. Hi. Oh, my God. I didn't think I was going to get in. I'm lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am glad you got in. What would you like to know or what can I answer for you? Well, uh, my income, please. And I'm looking 
uh, with particular interest with the rest of the year in October, too? Um, I will say, I don't, and this is something I'll be quite honest and say, I would rather be looking at your personal natal chart, which I do not okay. have. So the information okay. I'm giving you is in general okay. for all Virgos because that's the okay. only information I have. I will okay. say it does look as if October is a month that seems to be all about the money. Um, I would even back up from like late September going into mid to late October there seems to be a lot of energy here about money, income, and finances. But most of that energy is going to be in Libra. And so that's not exactly the sign of hardship and suffering. I would look at this in a positive way and think that Yay. there may be some extra money coming in. Yeah. Your challenge with this is not that there might be some extra money coming in. You have to make sure you don't spend it as fast as it comes in. This can be, oh, I have all this extra money. Let's go shopping or let's go out for a nice yeah. dinner. Now we can go on vacation. Um, <laughs> this, there may be extra money, but, yeah, Libra is not known as a sign that is going to, you know, save for rainy day. It's a sign that says let's upgrade to silk, you know. That's Libra. So yeah. you may have to work a little bit more to hang on to the money that comes in or put it aside or, you know, think about now if I get some extra money of this or that, how would I handle it? Maybe I'll give myself an extra 10% to do something and the other 90 goes into savings. So you have to make sure in, in mid to late September and October that you're being diligent with money and not overspending. This would be a time to, you know, take all the credit cards you don't need out of your purse and, and leave them at home or to, you know, make sure you really, really have to pull out that credit card before you do it because this can be some easier free spending, you know. And, you know, we've all done that. You know, I want the, the new pocketbook or, oh, these shoes look beautiful. But you're going to have to work on this a little bit. Um, hang on a minute. What else do I see? What else do I see? Uh, right now there is a lot of retrograde energy that's bothering your chart a little bit um hang on a minute i do see exactly what i said at the beginning of this year that it will get better month by month not all at once and watch the spending but month by month i see it getting better till now to the end of the year well thank you for some reason her uh, her call was dropped but she can release into the show. Okay. So now we're going to talk about Virgo. Yeah, right? or do you want or do you want to get the last color and uh we only no, have three I want to make sure I get to Virgo because yeah. so many times Virgo gets a short end of the stick. <laughs> you know, and I want to make sure that I am honoring Virgo. Okay. Let's go with Yes, this is an earth sign. And if you were born, you know, generally between August 21st and September 20th, you're a Virgo. Now, if you were born on those days that are right there at the beginning or right there at the end, you may have to, you know, do a full chart to know exactly. But those are the, the ranges for Virgo. And this is the sign that is ruled by Mercury. And it is the sign that rules the nervous system of the body. Virgos get a bad rap because... Everyone thinks that Virgos go around criticizing everyone and everything. And now don't get me wrong, Virgos can criticize plenty, but they're also the hardest working person. They give the most. They care the most. And the person that Virgo is the hardest on is themselves. Imagine a small voice that's constantly in your ear telling you what's wrong with everything you're doing. And that's what a lot of Virgos live with. They can't help but notice that the picture's not centered or you forgot to dust and and they point that out to you not because they're trying to criticize you but because they care if they didn't care about how you look they wouldn't point out that those shoes don't go with that dress they would just let you go out looking any old way but when virgo loves you they want to help you they want you to be the best you can and do the best you can and that's their way of helping. 
Many of us hear it as criticism, but Virgos extend it as love. They are master fixers. And so they assume everyone else wants things to be right just as much as they do. And they do get a reputation of being a perfectionist. But being perfect is a lot to live up to. And accepting themselves, faults and all, that's hard for Virgo. They will pick apart everything. They analyze everything. And it's not really good for them to be so hard on themselves and such a perfectionist. One of the things they struggle with is to accept themselves, faults and all, recognizing that everybody has faults and nobody's asking them to be perfect. And so professions that require a lot of precision and detail are great for them, you know, bookkeepers and assistants, because they keep track of details better than anybody else. They make great editors because they'll catch the fact that that's a double negative over here or that's poor syntax or something. They're going to notice those things. Hairdressers, craft professions. When my hairdresser is working on my hair, they pull down the, the sides close to my face to make sure both sides are even. I want a hairdresser that wants both sides to be even on my, my hair on my head. So they're wonderful at that. It is natural to them. They want the job done, and so there's some of the hardest working signs around here. And they don't have a big ego going, look at me, look at me, look at what I did, look at how hard I worked. Many times other people take the credit for their work. You know, nursing tops a list of many of the career choices for Virgo because it's very caring. It's, it's compassion tied to practicality, and that's what Virgo is. They really want to be of service. It is super important to Virgo that they are of service. But they are learning that service and servitude are not the same things. And Virgo has to make sure they don't let themselves sink into servitude. When they are serving in the right way, it will be joyful to them. And if it is joyful and uplifting, then they should do it. If they feel heavy and tired and resentful, then that's not the right kind of service for them. So the person that I want Virgo to be the nicest to is themselves because they deserve it. And people are often so busy pointing out how critical or picky they are that they're not acknowledging the kind heart and the loving spirit and the real gifts that this sign brings into the world. So if you know Virgo or a love of Virgo, or friends of the Virgo, you just especially nice to them today and let them know that you appreciate all that they do for you because let me tell you, they would do anything for you. They're a super, super good friend and super, super caring. So, okay, that's Virgo, and we will see if we can get in one last <laughs> one last sign. Okay, so this is Kay, and she's a Pisces with a sash rising. Okay. Hey, Kay. Hello? Claudia? Yeah, Kay, are you there? Ah, hmm. she's not listening. Doesn't sound like it. No, she must have us muted. Well, so then we have reached the end of today's show. And it was fantastic as always. I'm going to be doing a very special ritual celebration for the uh, harvest moon and post it on your Facebook because everybody should do so. Well, that would be lovely. I love working with the moon. I am a Cancer, and so the moon is my ruling planet. And I have a special love for it and a special affinity for it. And I hope that everybody can come out to Alara Spa um, this September and on September 13th and on September 27th at 6 o'clock and join us for the full moon circle and the new moon circle because we're going to have a good time. So, all right, we are finishing right. up until next month. Yes, and next month the show is in September and... Oh. I don't have my calendar with me. I do, but it's very Exactly. Yeah, September 30th. So anybody that wants to be in the show, send your application and let us know uh, what you want to li to listen for that one. 
So, uh, Susan, again, thank you so much for being part of this. Good luck on all the awakening on psychic fascination and all of those. And we will be sharing that information on our Facebook so people can go and visit you in person, which is a delight. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully I'll see everybody um, here and there in September, and we will be back on September 30th with a whole new show. Thank you, and have a wonderful rest of your week. Okay, you too. Bye, Claudia. Bye-bye.